everyone, welcome to the Raising Dakota podcast with me, your host, Courtney. And if you're a special needs parent, you're in the right place. So I hope you can sit back, relax, feel inspired, and always, always remember you're so much stronger than you could ever imagine. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Raising Dakota podcast. I hope that you guys have had an amazing couple of weeks. I know that we have. We've had some nice weather lately that we've been able to get outside and we took Dakota trick-or-treating. This year he was a cheeseburger. It was a repeat costume just because with surgery I didn't know if he was actually going to be up for going trick-or-treating so I was not about to go spend money on a costume just for one night a week knowing he might not be up for it. So we just had this cheeseburger costume that he was in 2018 I love it. It's just this little costume that pulls over top of it. He was pretty cute and he did enjoy getting to go up to school and do trunk or treat. We didn't go a lot of places. It was just mainly up to the school to do the trunk or treat. It's just easier and we also in the evenings don't take Dakota out too many places because he tends to fall asleep on the way home and that is not fun because then he stays up all night long but it definitely was nice to get out of the house. We have been trying to enjoy some of the evenings after he gets home from school, just being out of the house. I've noticed with the change of him going back to school, Dakota just seems to be a lot happier. I think his mood has been boosted from just being stuck in our house for so many years with COVID as well as recovering from surgery and finally being able to be out, see his friends, going and doing things. It feels kind of nice to get back into routines but while it's nice to get back into these routines it is a little bit difficult because for me I was the one doing all of Dakota's education working on his therapy goals meeting all of his needs during the day when it was just me and him while his dad was at work I was doing all of that and it was kind of nice to have that one-on-one time with him and get to work with him and watch him grow and develop but getting him back into school has been a little bit of a different experience it's very hard to give up that control when you know you can do all of these things at home so why don't you just keep them home because you can meet all of his needs but I always think about it this way when it comes to Dakota going to school he has very little control over a lot of things in his life a lot of things I have to make decisions for him I have to do for him So this is one area that I like to feel like Dakota has a little bit of control because of how much he enjoys school. I don't want to take that from him. He loves getting to see the paras that he works with and some of his peers and his friends and even his cousins. So it's nice to let him get out of the house and have one thing that's kind of his because I'm not there, his dad's not there. It's really one area that I feel gives him a little bit of independence while, yes, others are caring for him and meeting his needs and doing the things I would do for him at home it's one of those things he can go and do on his own and I love that he has that because it is extremely important for Dakota to have something that's his that he can do and I mean even though it's just school Dakota doesn't go to school for the educational piece of it I mean yes he is there for the educational piece of it that's the huge reason the kids go to school but his enjoyment comes from the peer interaction that he gets. It's a very social environment that he needs and he thrives in. And so I just don't want to take that from him because I know I can meet his educational needs at home and I know I could do 
all of the things educationally and therapy-wise that they do for him at school, I know I can do that for him at home, but he enjoys it. So it is bittersweet because I love taking him to school and I love seeing how excited he is when he goes to school, but it is hard. And I think I also have just a little bit of separation anxiety from being home with him for so long and just not having him here with me during the day. I realized the first couple weeks when Dakota was back in school, it would take me a while to get task done because I would stop what I was doing and go check on Dakota. Even though Dakota was not here, she just wired in my brain, oh, hey, you ran into the back of the house, okay? You did what you needed to do. You were out of the room for five minutes. Go check on Dakota and make sure he's still fine and he doesn't need anything. And I'm like, wow, this is why it takes me hours to get things done because I have to stop and check on Dakota constantly. So it's definitely been a change of scenery, a change with our schedule. It has been nice, though, because I have been able to go back to the gym and just getting to focus on myself, and it gives time for Dakota to have a little bit of independence and a little bit of time away from me, even though I do miss him while he's at school. And obviously, you guys know, I like to talk. I like to be in control. I, I know that I make decisions for Dakota, like that's my job as Dakota's mom. I advocate and I will fight for him till the day I die. But that is one of the things that I want to share with you guys is making sure that you have an effective communication established, whether this is in a daycare setting or in a school setting. I might have touched on this before, but I do think it's extremely important. It's kind of fresh on my brain right now with Dakota starting back into school, making sure that we have communication established. And it did take a little bit, but making sure that you have the expectations of what you expect from the staff to communicate back to you is extremely important and never settle for, well, I don't do it like that with the other kids because your child is unique. They have their own individual needs. They are different and that's what makes them strong, amazing, smart, and great children is that every child is different. That's the beauty of children. Every single child is different, so not everything is going to work the same for every child, and not everything is going to work the same for every parent. So having that communication established, I think is extremely important. I think it's extremely beneficial, and having that communication established and documented. So one of the biggest things that I have always used is a some sort of communication something with staff when he was in daycare we obviously had different things we had to talk about like dirty diapers diaper rashes um, feeding issues cochlear implants we had different things we talked about so we used a notebook and we made notes back and forth and it worked great during daycare when he was in daycare because there wasn't as much extra educational things that were happening I mean they were still working on activities with him but it was providing care to him and they were taking care of him during the day so it was just a different dynamic of communication and a binder in his book bag worked great every day they would make a note and if I needed to let them know something there was also that note we did have the face-to-face conversation when you have at pickup but sometimes you forget things so I think that it's great to have something physical, something that's documented. So that way, if you forget to tell that person when you drop your child off about something, you noted it in this binder, they saw it, and they have that information. Or if the staff who cared for Dakota had to leave early because they had a doctor's appointment or whatever, just an example, then they can document anything they wanted to tell me throughout the day in the notebook 
And I would still see it, even though the person who I might have been picking Dakota up from wasn't the person who was with him all day. So I think it's just a great way to make sure that there is some form of documented communication. So since Dakota's in school, I'm extremely thankful. We had an amazing resource room teacher with Dakota when he started in kindergarten. And I feel like she set the bar so high for what I expect out of resource room teachers when it comes to working with special needs children. I just have my expectations now based on what she provided us. And she created this binder and it had a sheet and it was Dakota's communication binder. Each of the children had one. And on this sheet, it had um, one side had a spot for Dakota to fill out. So it would say, today I was, and then there was like emojis on it. And like he could pick the picture of how he felt, whether it's happy, sad, excited, or tired. And then the next line was, today I had, and he would fill out um, by selecting the picture, whether it was coloring on it, circling on it, using a bingo dauber just to select what special he had. So it said, today I had, and he would choose music, library, art, or gym, and he would select that. And then um, the last row said today I saw and it said speech OT and PT so then I would know how he felt today um, what special he had and the therapist he saw so and then on the other side it has a box for teacher comments where they can tell me about Dakota's day and so the way that I look at this communication binder is I open it up and I think about it if Dakota was a typical child what would I ask him and what would he tell me? So when I open that binder up, it should be the same as me looking at Dakota saying, hey Dakota, how was your day? What did you do today? What did you work on? Did you have a good day? What did you enjoy? It should answer some of those questions, those communications you would have with a verbal child. And an example was even with my niece. I asked her, hey, how was your day? And she was able to respond. So that's what I want that communication binder to tell me. I want it to answer those questions that I would typically be able to ask my child. I want that binder to tell me that because my child can't tell me that. And it's extremely important to set that expectation so that way the staff knows what is required from them to put in that binder. So the things I like to know is like, did he work on IEP goals? If so, which goals did he work on today? Did he struggle with a certain IEP goal? Did he struggle with an activity that you did today? Or did he do something great that he hasn't been doing? Did he color this picture all by himself and he was so excited about it? Those are just the little things. I mean, I I don't use it as like a play-by-play of his whole entire day. I just use it as a snapshot. So that way I can see the areas he's struggling, the areas he's excelling. And also it's just a good reflection of his day that typically if Dakota was a typical functioning child, I would ask him and he would be able to provide me with that information. But because of the fact that he's nonverbal, he also does not have the expressive communication through a device to be able to express that, then I need to rely on this binder. And so having something like that established, I think is extremely important and helpful in general, because I also use that information for other areas of Dakota's care when it comes to his cochlear implants, because I ask them to document how he did with his cochlear implants, how many hours out of the day did he wear his implants, and that way I can take that back to audiology. I do have with his specific cochlear implants a way to track the actual usage on my phone because it now Bluetooth pairs and they have an app, so I can see exactly how many hours, but it doesn't tell me 
the in-depth information about that. It doesn't tell me if Dakota was constantly pulling them off, if they were fighting to keep them on, or if he had no issues at all. So I use that information to relay back to audiology because I'm not there with him during the day, but that's still information that I need to be able to care for Dakota when it comes to meeting all of his medical needs. I also use it if we have any GI issues, if he's tending to have a lot of vomiting episodes or anything like that. I just use that information to also help me provide better care to Dakota and also make sure that his medical team is on the same page. If we are having issues, then I can have it documented. And the other side of that that I really like and the reason I like it to be documented is because as a special needs parent, I think anybody could probably agree with this, we have a lot of things in our brain. We have to keep a lot of things in our mind constantly. Our mind is always working. We're always thinking of new things. And so if there is some information that you can have documented just to review and not have to keep in your mind, I think it helps me stay a little bit more sane because say we do see pulmonary and I noticed Dakota's napping a lot. That's information I can share with them, but I can flip back through his binder and say, hey, the last four weeks Dakota has slept every single day at school. We phased out naps. Now he's sleeping constantly. Right now, that's not really the case. He is sleeping, but it's because of his surgery and that changed his whole entire schedule and he's in a lot of therapies. But I have that information documented for future reference if I would need it. And it's just helpful to have it so that way I can communicate that back with teams. If something arises with Dakota from a medical stance and he's having an issue at school with it, he's having an issue at home, I can appropriately address those situations. So I just like to have it. I find it to be extremely useful and helpful for me personally. So I like to be in control of things. And now that Dakota's back in school, I'm still the one responsible for helping him, but I'm not the one working with him all day long and I'm not with him for most of his day. So I want to make sure that his needs are being met and he's not struggling in school because that's the one area I don't want him to fall behind. I know what he can do. I know what he's capable of. I watched him excel while we were home during COVID. He made some of the best progress he's made in years in the year that we were home doing homeschooling, virtual schooling, he excelled. And so I just want to make sure that he continues to excel and I continue to advocate for him to be able to excel and just having that formal communication. And like I said, whether that is in a daycare setting or a school setting, I think is extremely valuable and extremely important to making sure everybody's on the same page about what is supposed to be happening and they have those expectations because Every parent is going to want something different for their child, and that's fantastic. We all should. We shouldn't want all of our kids to be the same. So never be afraid to advocate and vocalize what you need to be able to help your child. And as parents and advocates, we make a very big piece of this team that makes our child successful. So making sure you feel that you are a part of the team is extremely important, but also making sure there is communication that is beneficial and helpful for you. I also like to remind myself that the advocating that I do for Dakota now and the fighting that I do for him now is something I want him to be able to do confidently when he gets older. 
I hope that there is a day that Dakota can advocate for himself and communicate exactly what he needs and what he expects out of his teachers and what he expects out of me as his parent. And so I remind myself that the stuff I do today is teaching Dakota how to advocate for himself and having these expectations already established make it easier for him to advocate for the things that matter to him and the things that are important to him and just making sure that he can succeed in life and making sure that everything I do, I do for Dakota. And those are big questions I ask myself when it does come to communication and advocating for Dakota. I ask myself, is this going to benefit Dakota? Does he need this? Is this required for Dakota to exceed? How is this going to help him? And I think through all of those points, while I am trying to figure out the best course of action, you still, as an advocate, have to stay open-minded as well because people might throw out ideas that might work better than the idea you originally came up with. And that's where if you have something that already works and a communication that works with you and your staff, that is awesome. So I wouldn't change it just because I re recommended a communication binder. The, my communication binder is different than what you use. Everybody's going to do things different. So just finding what works for you and advocating so that way your child could eventually advocate for themselves. That's my hope because I have realized the more I work with Dakota, he has so much knowledge in his brain. He is so stinking smart, but he cannot communicate it. And I'm really excited for him because along with this communication and establishing this communication binder, my hope is that eventually Dakota could fill out most of this communication binder himself and he would be able to tell me how his day went, what he worked on. And one of the components of that is we've started using a device with Dakota, which is extremely exciting to get to watch him use this and communicate and be so good at expressing his wants and needs. I was actually so impressed with him the other day. We were in speech therapy at Children's. I absolutely love that we still do outpatient therapies through Children's as well as he gets therapies through his school because I find it extremely beneficial to myself because I get to sit in when they do the therapy and observe. I really have, I have some input on how they do things. I also provide feedback but I mainly just watch and observe how they interact and how they work with Dakota. So that way I can learn from that and learn from what they're doing with him and implement it into our everyday routines as well. But it was so exciting because we were in speech and he's using a device. We just started uh, this year trying to get him to use a device. And he's really good when you pull up the TV and let him choose what TV show he wants. He knows what he wants to watch and he knows what toys he wants. So it's awesome to see that he knows what he wants it's just now trying to give him the means to communicate it but in speech we were working on this book and it had like the flip the flap up kind of book like a peekaboo style so he was reading the book and it was like farm animals and so she would flip the page read the lines and then they would flip open the flap and there would be a certain farm animal and there was five animals I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly five or six so she would open the book, she'd read it, and she'd be like, Dakota, that's a pig. Can you find the pig? And he, on his device, would point to the animal she asked. Five out of six he got correct. And it was just exciting. I know he, and whether it was five or six, he only missed one. And the only one he missed was the sheep. But 
I was just so impressed because it tells me he has so much knowledge in his brain. It's just figuring out a way for him to get that knowledge out of his brain. And so that's one of the biggest things. And that's, I feel like I talk a lot. You guys know this. I ramble. This probably feels like a rambling session right now. But that's one of the things of, I feel like, why I like to communicate so much and make sure that I'm vocal and making sure that I'm communicating. I want to set that example for Dakota, and I never want him to be afraid to speak up. Whether people agree or disagree with him, I always want him to know it is okay to speak up. It is okay to ask for what you want and what you need, as well as to have an opinion. It's completely fine. Everybody is allowed to have an opinion. And so I try to implement him being successful and communicating in any way possible because that's like I said before when I advocate for Dakota I think about how I want him to advocate in the future and I know advocating and fighting for Dakota sometimes seems very lonely and I'm sure other special needs parents could agree with that it just seems like sometimes you feel like you're fighting a losing battle but while it might be lonely and it might be hard just remember you you have a reason that you're doing it And 99.9% of the time, that's for your child. And so it's going to be worth it no matter how hard it is. But I think a lot of that advocating and fighting starts with having expectations set first and effective communication. Once those are established, I feel like the advocating becomes a lot easier. And when you have people who are all on the same page and know what's expected. So... I hope that this episode has helped. I hope I've shared information that you guys find helpful. It's just a topic that's on my brain since Dakota's back in school and I'm doing a lot of communicating with a lot of people right now. So I just want to share how we communicate back and forth with school with you guys. I hope that this has helped and I really thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you all so much for the support and I look forward to chatting with you next time on the Raising Dakota podcast. Thank you.